1: y'all what's good everybody welcome to Combos for the culture um i'm just gonna keep it all the way 100 with y'all we have been trying to record this for two hours now this is the stuff that y'all don't see so yes. here we are um so yeah if i'm not my normal exuberant self to start off that's why and that's what it is lizzie how are you feeling
2: i'm feeling uh Defeated, <laughs> to be honest. I think people don't understand mm-hmm. what content creators and builders and pioneers do. And it's like, oh, you love to consume the content, but it's very difficult. Um, my whole day was dedicated to getting this recording just because me and Micah were super excited about it. We want to talk about the things we want to talk about, but outside forces make it very difficult. So I, I'm frustrated, but we're here we're trying. Hopefully you get to hear this.
1: <laughs> Hopefully y'all get to hear this. It won't be a super long episode probably because I have a date later. So, I had I um dedicated x amount of time and it is what it is. Anyways, um yeah, this season has been a doozy. It's been a doozy. Um honestly, I feel it's been kind of average, you know? Yeah. I feel like it's, I hate that water I, I feel like it's been kind of mediocre. Okay? I feel like it's been middle yeah. of the road this season. And one thing that I've also noticed this week is that people have a problem with the word average. Mm -hmm. People have a problem with the word mediocre. People have a Mm -hmm. problem with middle of the road. Now, before we get too deep into it, I want to say this. No, I'll get into that part later. But I will say that if we're being honest... A lot of people are, in fact, average, a lot of people are, in fact, mediocre, and a lot of people are, in fact, middle of the road. Now, average, mediocre, and middle of the road are not bad things, right? Yeah. I look at basketball. We're watching the NBA playoffs right now. Shout out to LeBron James and the Lakers, right? Uh, When you're hearing this, hopefully they'll be up 2-0, 2-0 over over the Warriors, right? Cool. Um, There's a lot of... Like, so, when, you, when you're growing up, right, there's a lot of hoopers, right? Where you're from, there's a lot of hoopers. There's people who are hoopers, hoopers, right? And they're really good. Really, 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 really good. But then what happens, right, when they go to college where there's a lot mm-hmm. of people from other places who are really, 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 really good. That's what separates those who are good, those who are yeah. average, those who are mediocre, those who are, 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 are middle of the road, right? From those who are mm-hmm. exceptional, those who go above and beyond. If you look at the template of LeBron James, right? LeBron, Raymond James Jr. He <laughs> not the whole name. <laughs> he, he went above and beyond. That's why at 38, in year 20, he's still performing at a high, 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 highest of high levels. Now is he the greatest basketball player in the, in, in the NBA right now currently? If I'm being honest, no, he's not. However, he, he's just not. Like he's <laughs> like I was watching the other game. Uh, I was watching the game the other night and I was like, there was a moment where it finally dawned on me. I said, damn, this nigga old, right? Because he's starting to <laughs> he's starting to play like he's 38. And that's fine, but he's yeah. 38. But what I'm saying is throughout- 38 throughout is better than some years, people's 22. <laughs> exactly. Throughout the years, we've seen him go above and beyond, right? Excellence mm-hmm. goes above and beyond. I use this basketball analogy for a reason. So I don't want y'all to get offended because what y'all do, because y'all did this to this young lady this week, this woman, right, took a 90-second clip and then said that she hates bus drivers, you said that she hates (laughs) poor people, that she was sitting on the working class, which I never said. The one thing that i noticed from doing what we do Anybody could take mm-hmm. a clip. Last week, or the last time we were together, Lizzie, you said mm-hmm. something, right? Yes, inflammatory. Very inflammatory that somebody who heard it was like, oh my God, she's standing for Jonathan Majors and she said that women lie, right? Never, never. <laughs> but if they took a part of that conversation, a 30 second sound bite, yeah. screw that you for years and years and years and years and years you've worked to help these women that you were, we were speaking of, right? But they would take yeah. that little sound bite and mm-hmm. then they would say that old oh, Lizzie's um, standing for Jonathan Majors. She doesn't You know, she doesn't stand with women who are abused. She's an abuse apologist. Blase, blase. What am I talking about? Let's play the clip. Would you date a bus driver?
0: You would you date if he owns the bus. If he owns it, if he owns the bus, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem. problem. Because the standards and requisites, and I'm not talking about him laying on his sofa playing video games all day. I'm not talking about that. But the standards and the criteria that we use to measure men is off for who Mm. we are as women and who they are in this society. I would date a bus driver if he was, if he loved driving the bus, if he was a
1: man of integrity, if he was good to his mama, if he treated me well, would, would right? So she went on and she, you know, she started naming all of the qualities of said men, which you could do that for anybody. You could do that for a bus driver. You could do that for a paralegal. You could do that for a lawyer. You <laughs> could do that for X, Y, and Z, right? So... Mm-hmm. There's that. So obviously, once that happened, they the internet came for ebony Williams. They said some of everything, right? They attacked this woman. Woo, woo, woo. Even me and you got in the spirited debate because you were like, Oh, she's bitter, she's angry, she's blah blah blah, blah. <laughs> all of these things, right? Who is this woman? <laughs> People were like, Who is this woman? Just because y'all don't know this woman doesn't mean like literally this woman has. Okay. Well we'll make your case, Micah. Make your case. (laughs) Because it bothers me, right? If I busted my ass for 10, 15, 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. I should be able to want to be with someone who is put in that same work without being attacked for it, right? So if I went to school and then I went to graduate school and like I did all of this, right? and busted my ass, especially as a Black woman in the sector that she's in, she's had to like really put in work and had so many doors closed in her, shut, slammed in her face, where people less qualified and less experienced had those doors open to her, to them, right? Simply because she's a woman, simply because she's a Black woman, and simply because she's a Black woman who is very, very, very vocal, about how she feels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd be damned if somebody says, you could just disaccept anything and anybody. That's not necessarily down talking somebody who drives the bus. I'm a part of the working class myself, right? Mm -hmm. I am. I'm a part of the working class. I wasn't Mm -hmm. offended. But just because I wasn't offended doesn't mean that other people aren't offended, right? But one thing Mm -hmm. that I do know, Sometimes, sometimes the stuff that we need to hear is going to hurt us (laughs) because I wake up every day, you know this, I, I live just this podcast as a whole, right? I want so much more for it right now, convos for the coast, regardless of how many people like, I love this. I love this right now. It is mediocre. You don't like that. You don't like to hear that. That stings. But right now, and it's current, and it's still new, and that's cool. We're good for where we're at. But the problem is that a lot of people are just okay with being good where they're at, being good enough. Oh, well, I've only been doing this for a year, so I'm good. No. But then there's people out here who want more, right? Right now, I couldn't go to Revolt TV, right? And pitch combos for the culture. Because they'd be like, let's see some of the content. And they'd be like, nah, you're not ready yet. And I know that we're not ready. I know we're very average right now. We're mediocre. And we're middle of the road right now. If somebody told me that, I'd be like, damn, you're right. You're right. So what can I do? That doesn't mean that I don't know what I'm doing. That doesn't make me any less than a person. But I feel like, and especially within the Black community, Lizzie, I feel like we've become comfortable with the status quo. Now, Mm -hmm. Ebony, her, the way she packaged this message was very abrasive. Yes. Very abrasive. And uh, for those of you don't know, there's, and I'll put them in the uh, show notes, but there's a 40 minute clip where you hear the whole conversation because the conversation wasn't even about that it was about masculine yeah. feminine energy because a couple of weeks ago ayana said that men women are nothing more than men in skirts yeah. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> <My> goodness <laughs> <laughs> so so there was that okay so now I was with Ebony. So I was my, for the past week, I've been with Ebony. Then I was against Ebony. Then I was. And we've been, who we've been rolling yes.
2: through this. Okay. Cause we've tussled. I, I have ebbs and flows within it as well. Cause yes. I, I, yeah. Against So I'm going to play a second clip. Her, I was with her. And then I, now yeah. I'm still against
1: her. So <laughs> after the breakfast club? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to play a second clip. This is what she said, said the next day. <laughs>
0: i only saw a handful that even considered the possibility of a bus owner being a more aspirational position and recognizing that i am actually speaking and pouring into the ascension of black men when i said what i said but see no some of y'all were too busy naming and shaming me personally and black women in general as undesirable gold diggers and much worse Now, I suspect that some of y'all are the same men that were bringing home C's and D's on your report cards, only to then be coddled by parents that said, well, that's okay, as long as you're doing your best. Mm. Well, listen, I love and believe in the excellence of Black men. So no, my dear, C's and D's or any other form of mediocrity is not okay. No, I will not create a soft place for you or anybody that I love to fall comfortably into the bigotry of low expectations. So, I would say one more time. So, out of the 50, there's absolutely nothing wrong with driving a bus. My mother, Gloria, drove one for years. But could it be that Black America has been sold a narrative of average, regular, and typical being good enough for us? Mm. Well, see, that's called white supremacy. And in this case, it takes the form of conditioning Black Americans to happily accept being a permanent American underclass. But see, because I know the truth about Black folk in America, no, average is not and will never be good enough for me. And the gag is, I don't think it's good enough for you either. Ooh, she said that the gag is. Okay, so before we get
1: into what happened on the Preface Pub today, um, where do you stand with her original comments? And then where do you stand with what she said the very next day?
2: Okay, so originally I was really, really heated, um, and me and Micah were very passionate when we we're talking about this because I only mm-hmm. saw the short clip, and I will say I do agree with him that we don't be watching the whole clips, right? We see what's on the shade room, it's <laughs> like a Hollywood like, Unlocked, and we're like, oh my god, like we go up. I personally like, and they do that on purpose. I take this- yes, they do it on purpose. And it takes, I, I t- personally take this topic so harshly because my father drove the bus for over 40 years, my godfather drove the bus for over 48 years, and I currently have a sister that drives the bus. Um, and so I, I've heard a lot of conversations around it. So when her demeanor and I, what me and Micah were going back and forth about, and some of this was perception, the perception of the way she talked about it was a huge problem that I had with it. Um, but then I watched the whole interview and I saw what they were talking about in the masculine and feminine energy. And that's where she shifted me a little bit because she was talking about like, oh, I know that I have control issues. Oh, I know that I feel like I have to be the provider. Oh, I know that this, so this one clip is her being honest of where she stands. And I thought, okay, it kind of balances out because she's talking about this hard work, all this stuff. But then with this clip, it was difficult for me because I see it as like, so she's very proud of being able to integrate and assimilate into corporate America and entrepreneurship or the legal system, right? And seeing that only as excellence. And I think that there's levels and layers to excellence. So mm. it rubbed me the wrong way because I think that there are so many black creatives that would not get higher than a C or a D, or a D in traditional school because it's not actually meant for a creative to survive or to be successful. I have a sister that's extremely book smart. I think black excellence means being at the highest of like the highest ranking of wherever you sit in society of where you're called to be in. So like if I'm called to be in cosmetology and I'm at the highest level of that, that can be black excellence. So I think that when it comes to working class jobs or service jobs, this country does have a history of it being for people of color, but mm-hmm. you can be excellent in a service industry job. I believe that there are some people that are not supposed to be lawyers that are supposed to be excellent at being in a restaurant and managing that restaurant. Like it, it's putting a pressure on. I believe that there are some people that are supposed to be excellent at Mm
1: -hmm. managing a restaurant so would you say that managing the restaurant is different than being the busboy or being the server or being the line cook would being the line cook you know for 20 years be different than being the kitchen manager
2: Yes, I would I would just differentiate there because I feel like in-service jobs, sometimes we can get very lazy or comfortable. Like I remember when I worked retail and I moved mm-hmm. up from retail to personal shopping because I had mm-hmm. the opportunity to, but I had some coworkers that were like, no, I'm good, I'm just gonna stay right here. So this is where I say like, there's some things I agree with, some things
1: I don't because
2: I, because think, I that
1: think that- I the you... crux of argument.
2: Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not but like I that... think also- Like her further knowing more details, like Uh her mom was a school bus driver. That's different than a city, certain city bus driving as well. So there's nowhere to go up from there. Like there are places like my godfather was a supervisor. So he moved into supervision. Mm -hmm. Then he moved into like a different place of management, you know, like my father was training to drive the train. So she does know what a CDL license does, but there doesn't seem a place where she gets that there are some bus drivers that move into corporate positions within those companies as well not everybody's gonna do it no there are some people that are very average in that and they're just doing their job like but they're disciplined to go to their job so that's what I get that Ayala saying is that like don't you want a man that's
1: consistent as well yes I get that I get that oh I get that so much but like at the same time it's like It's so much to this combo, right? Because there's
2: too many pathways.
1: (laughs) How many people do you know who get off of work, go home, watch TV, watch Netflix all night, play the game all night? Now, they're consistent in going to work. They get up every day. They go to work and all of that. But I feel like as a community, as a Black community, we can't get to those higher levels. We can't get to the next step until we change certain things, right? Um, Mm -hmm. and I get like, you know, so when I was listening to, uh, when I was watching the Breakfast Club interview and like, wow, the first time I've ever seen like Envy really like, I really had a a lot of respect for him, the way he handled that. I don't know how much of the, um, interview that you saw, but but Mm -hmm. I loved how they handled it because it was, all of them had different perspectives. Even the two girls who are on the Horrible Decisions podcast. Did you notice how one sided with like Envy? Yeah. And then the and then the other one was like feeling what Ebony was saying. And then Charlemagne mm-hmm. was like, he felt what both of them were saying. And he was trying to make sure that everybody was... Because yeah. Ebony yeah. and Ebony, they cool. definitely went at it. Um, mm-hmm. She told him that he was being intellectually dishonest. Yes. <laughs> um, that is a biker move too. <laughs>
2: huh? That's a biker move. That's something you would say.
1: <laughs> yes, because he was being because this is the thing,
0: yes.
2: I
1: get both of them. But mm. I feel like sometimes we are intellectually dishonest when we come to these conversations. And it's just yeah. like, we personalize it.
0: yeah,
1: And we internalize it. And it's like, oh, he, he she talking about my dad. She talking about my mom. My dad yeah. is working class. He's been working class. And he will tell you. He, he sent me a text a couple of weeks ago, like, man, I really wish. I had got into real estate earlier. I really would. That's Mm -hmm. you get what I'm saying. Yeah. That doesn't mean that he's not a hard worker. Mm -hmm. My dad busted his ass for me and my Mm -hmm. sister, especially after my mom passed when I was 14 years old. Like he really Mm -hmm. busted his ass, and I will always honor him for that. Right. I will always respect Mm -hmm. him for the work that he did. He did that so I wouldn't have to do it. Right. So now I'm at uh, now. Yo, what's good? What's good? I know that you're loving the show, but before you move on, I need you to give us a rating and a review. Yes, pull that phone out. Give us a rating and a review. Why? Because when you give us a rating, when you give us a review, this podcast gets pushed out to more people, and I know that you love the combo, so please, please, please let somebody else love the combo as well. That's all. That's all I wanted. Now back to the show. I look at that, I'm like, you know what? I gotta go harder, right? I right. said that every day. I agree I with all of that. I, I think gotta that go it's harder.
2: The, the posture of her though. Like, I think, I think that that's the part that I, I can't let go of is that I believe that she's one of us, right? Cause like my dad, yeah. he, he started investing in businesses. He showed me that, like, he said, I don't know what I'm doing. I did the best I yeah. could. He was abandoned in LA at 16 years old. So my father is a phenomenal man. And he had an average, what people would say is an average job, right? He did really well, What awards at it, right? But the thing is, is that when we, in um, this next generation come at it, I think, there's a humility that could have been more showed and and a a context of it. And I don't feel like she had that. I feel like she's like, yeah, my mom was a bus driver, but whatever. Like, it's a posture that I think some of us are responding to because it seems disrespectful. I'm not saying that it is. I'm not saying that because when I watched the whole interview, the first one, I was like, okay, this is a mental thing for her because she's tired of the man that's sitting at home playing the video game, wanting to play in her DMs. Like she's tired of the basic humdrum, I don't want to travel type of man. That's just like this routine in life is good enough. And I will say right now, like, and I know I didn't say this to you before, but like, it could never be me. You don't want to leave the state, like to go to another state for a vacation. I can't do it. Like, you don't want to possibly go to another country. Like, it's not a possibility for you. I get the mentality behind it. But it's the, it's the way that she said it that made it seem like she was looking down on people. But really, she was talking about, I've had to protect myself. I've yet to have a man that has provided and protected me. So I have to do this. And Ayala was challenging that more than the driver bus driver position. She could have said janitor. She could have said restaurant worker. She could have said anything. That's just what she picked. Right. So I think that's where it feels icky of like, looking down because I got good grades in
1: school I, I don't I think, like that I think she's demanding excellence and she's demanding more from people and I feel like we all the time let's get real here okay and maybe people will cancel me after this right all the time <laughs> no. we're like, you know all the time we're like oh the white man the white man the white man uh like <laughs> Uh, we talk about like you know redlining and we talk about the disparities in education and like all of that is real I get it we don't have the same opportunities but there's a lot of people who do and they don't fucking take the opportunities excuse my language (laughs) there's a lot of people who do I have a friend can I put this out there whatever he might he don't listen no way I have a friend who was offered Um, He's in like retail and whatnot, and he's a manager, Mm -hmm. but he was offered a position that would be like a district manager. And he said that he doesn't Mm -hmm. want to take it because it's too much work and he can't go out like he likes to go out. Oh, You're accepting mediocrity. You're accepting Mm -hmm. average. You're accepting typical. You're accepting good enough, Mm -hmm. in my opinion. And Mm -hmm. there's a lot of able-bodied people who could do more and who could be more. And we can't always blame the white man. Yeah, the white man did what he did. He did a number on us. But some of this Mm -hmm. is on us. Some of this is work ethic, right? Mm -hmm. When I wake up, when I woke up yesterday morning at 7am when my alarm went off at 7am, I could have stayed my Black behind in bed, right? Right. I could have right. until it's time for me to go to work but i mm-hmm. want more so what i do i got up yeah. did my routine and took my butt to the gym i was in the gym by 8 a.m right why yeah. because i have goals mm-hmm. and if y'all have been checking my reels make sure that you go check my reels my body is starting to <laughs> body, yaddy yaddy oh. yaddy 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 but it's like it's it's and it, I don't know what it is. And maybe it's different for me because I was in the army. I was in the military. Like there's just something like you got to be I resilient. I think some
2: people have that. No, I think some and people some just people have don't. that. because i Yeah, because I'm thinking about like I went to an elite cosmetology school, Tony and Guy, and I did a three-hour commute. I had two trains, a bus, and I had to walk two blocks. And I, I remember the hardest day... I w- it was raining. It was pouring rain. There was delays. I ran down the street to clock in before eight 30. And I got there at eight 32 to clock in. And I, this white teacher looked at me and she, I said, listen, please give me grace. The rain, like, you know, I come from three hours away and she's like, okay. I said, I did my best to get here. And she said, yeah, sometimes your best isn't good enough. And so I had to live in the punishment of an hour was taken off of my time. And I literally couldn't, partake in the the lesson for that hour. And I was crying about it. And then I said, okay, but this isn't going to destroy me. It was the six month mark. I needed to make it to 13 months. And I was like, I'm going to get up and do it again. Like I'm going to do the rest of this day in the best way that I can. And I think that sometimes when we succumb to routine and, um, Just like, okay, this is all that I can get. It's a mindset. So I agree with Ebony in that place. I do not want to date a man that does not have mindset, that does not have vision, that does not have purpose. Like I literally can't do it. I can't just live an ordinary life. So I believe that there are women that should be able to have that preference. I do, I really do. I'm only saying that the approach when we get to the breakfast club part is where, where she lost me.
1: Or right, what 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 lost you on the Breakfast Club? What was it exactly?
2: Um, I think it was just like the posture of like, like when she's talking about her mom and basically saying like she goes back and forth. She did this going back and forth. I understand that. I, I just it's the way that she said it. I I don't even know how to pinpoint it for you.
1: It's you the it's way that she, felt she, like she feels like she's being attacked now. Yes, when, for
2: sure. You, for you sure, at this true. point, she's on defense. She's on defense.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. So she came up to me. I got what. She, so the Breakfast Club interview. I don't think she did it herself. She gave a lot. There was a lot of gems that she dropped. If you watched mm-hmm. when y'all go and watch the whole interview, she dropped a hell of a lot of gems, as the DJ Envy. But also, she came off very. Yeah. Ooh, I hate to say this because. I don't like to say this about Black women, right? Mm-hmm. But she came off aggressive. But at yeah, the because same she's time, trying to defend
2: herself now.
1: But at the same time, when people like Dr. Umar say that type of the same shit, people applaud yeah. him. So then there's that conversation yeah. of if Dr. Umar says it, if Dr. Cornell West says it, if any of these <laughs> quote-unquote Black men um, scholars say it, what do we do? We're like, oof, he... He was on The Breakfast Club this morning. He dropped some gems. Uh, what's the Eric Michael Dyson? Eric Michael Dyson? these say these same yeah. things, they get praised and applauded for it. So that's right. a part of the conversation. When a woman comes off assertive, she's aggressive. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. actually, I hate that I just use that word <laughs> to describe her. But, yeah. so I take that word back. But somebody will go ahead and they'll take a 20 second clip and say that I call yeah. back vinegar. But she was defensive. But at the same time-
2: Okay, I would still use aggressive though because it is a trait that she's using. So we have to be able to call that out when it is that, right? Because we can't just blanketly say, oh no, like defensive and aggressive go together as behaviors. It's not her person. So if you look from the progression of the interviews and the clips, she gets more upset and she's defending herself, which I understand because she has a right to believe the way she believes. She has a, a preference That is okay. She did not say everything that all of us were filling in the blanks including myself because I was offended at first
1: when I did not hear the whole
2: conversation.
1: Especially when, like, I know you when you get think of how you react to six, ten, twenty comments, right? Yeah. Even when you say you're not going to read them, you do, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. She's been called all types of mammies, dumb black Mm -hmm. bitch. That's why you're mm-hmm. single. Um, mm-hmm. How can you even talk about black people when you dated a, you were engaged to a white man? No wonder why that white man left you. You'll be like, mm-hmm. and then when people are saying that you said stuff that, like, you said that you don't, you know, you sitting on the working class. Like, if you notice when, <laughs> when DJ Envy said you sitting on the working class, how angry she got. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. She did because she loves her mother. She does. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's literally, this is why perception is so important for people to understand that the way we perceive things and how we see our world does not mean that that's what someone's saying. And Mm. we do that constantly, you know, like even as me and Micah go back and forth about some things, what I'm saying is not what I mean. What he's saying is not what he means sometimes in the way that i'm taking it and the way that he's taking it how you receive information is not the person's fault that's giving the information and i think this is the Mm. biggest case of this situation is that we all received it from our lens right of what we could see what we heard and how we Mm -hmm. felt about it instead of it just being like the facts are she loves her working class mother she learned a really great work ethic from her she went into a linear career of, you know, like law, which is very direct in the the way that you work, right? Mm-hmm. And it and she has businesses and she has a show, right? And so that's something to be proud of. But I think in the black community, we've been taught to not be proud of our accomplishments either. Mm-hmm. So this is where I will stand up for her because I feel like black women don't get to be proud of their accomplishments because it's like, oh, now you're bragging. Now, are you proud of yourself? Yes. She should be proud of herself. She's like a top percent in in a lot of areas of her life. Right. Um, And saying that she wants someone that can be comparable to that, like Micah said, it does feel icky. It doesn't feel great. It doesn't feel great for the the people that feel like, well, why can't you find good in someone that's working class? That's her preference. I don't like her preference. I feel like maybe somebody that's a little lesser than her could bring really amazing qualities to the table. And I've even struggled. Stop right
1: there. Cause I love that you just said that. Thank you so much. You said somebody a little bit lesser than her, right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: let's not act like she's just like some girl from around the way, right? Like, that, yeah, <laughs> like people trying to live like, off some man, <laughs> right? People act like she's Keisha from down the block. Yeah. You feel me? She literally mm. is a millionaire. Mm. That means something. Yeah. Like. And I think that's where a lot's being lost in the conversation. Because me personally, I know that I'm not in everybody's dating pool. Yeah. I'm not. And guess what? Everybody's not ah, in my dating pool.
2: But this is where we differ because I've okay. like, so I've dated a millionaire. I've dated a millionaire before. And um, we made amazing money together, right? Like it was a really good relationship. The difficulty came in when other people were talking about if I wasn't in his tax bracket, but like ideas are my commodity, right? And I'm a cultivator and I build things. And so what people look down as, as my cosmetology degree or all the other mm-hmm. skills, I have a fashion design certificate as well. Like I collected skills and I've had varying success in my own entrepreneur journey. Like. I don't believe that I'm outside of anybody's like dating pool per se, but that's just how I see myself. Cause I'm like, whatever I come to the table with, like I bring more to it. So,
1: so you get, think like, you're in everybody's preference. dating pool?
2: No, no, not for everybody's preference as far as like skin color and size and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think that way when it comes to like meeting, I feel like I can be in any room that I could wear these braids today and then I could put on an outfit and go to a White House dinner and know how to sit at that table. Like I think it has to do a lot more with people with money, the behaviors of if you know how to sit in the rooms that they sit in, if you understand the conversation. So I don't think that my lack of of a tax bracket makes me outside of their dating pool. And I do think it's different between men and women but I'm not looking for a millionaire to take care of me like I, I'm a very ambitious and hardworking woman. So there are certain things that I bring to the table as well that do not equate to monetary status, but spiritual status and purpose status and building status, I believe I bring more to the table than sub millionaires, which may
1: make some people upset, but. <laughs> Ooh, I don't know. Um, it's interesting.
2: <laughs> I know you disagree.
1: <laughs> I definitely, I disagree. I one thousand percent disagree. Yeah. Um, because at the same time too, and obviously it's case by case. But like I'm, I gotta go back to the mindset, right? Mm-hmm. I gotta go back to the mindset thing. Um, and I think a lot of this is mindset. Like mm-hmm. I work with some people sometimes who like you could tell they just don't give a damn, right? Yeah, true. I can't date nobody like that. No. Who just like oh it's whatever, you know? Like you should want, want you should always be striving for more. I'm a firm believer is in the minute that you stop growing, you're dead. That's how I feel. The minute that you stop growing you're dead. you should always be striving for more. and that's not in a, like in an unhealth, like in a way of unhealthy ambition either, right? But there's always something that can be improved on. Like, I feel like somewhere along the way, we've, we've forgotten what the spirit of excellence actually means.
2: Mm-hmm. I think that I like, like, but how do you grow? But how do you measure growth? Like, cause even if we look at how like food grows, right? There, there's not always a measurement to the timing of what you're, nur- you have to nurture it. So there are some seasons that can look like less. You have to nurture it.
1: That's the problem a lot of people aren't nurturing it. That's the people where I'm speaking of and the people who I believe she's speaking of, Mm -hmm. it's not the nurturers. It's the people when they got their Mm -hmm. talents, how we get here? It's the people that when they got their talents, they went Mm -hmm. ahead instead of working them. -hmm. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people are hiding their talents. a lot of people are sitting on their purpose Okay, yeah, Yeah. there's nothing wrong with bagging groceries at Whole Foods. Yeah. There's got to be something more inside of you. Yeah. There's got to be something more that you want to do. You don't want to bag groceries your whole entire life, do you? And that be the only thing that you're doing. Mm -hmm. There's got to be something Mm -hmm. out, uh, something else. You have to be able to burst something else out. And I, I think people look at the mm-hmm. surface. There's a deeper conversation. Now, I don't know if she was thinking this deep, but yeah. when I hear it, this is what I think. There's a deeper conversation that needs to be had. What are you going to do after you're offended, right? I just did that red carpet yeah. for Blake. And I said, how do you think I did? He said, you did boom, boom, boom. You did great, right? Had I done a bad job, I would have been able to be like, oh, shit, I did a bad job. Would it have hurt? Yes. It would have hurt, mm-hmm. but then at the same time, I would have taken that because this is something that I love doing. This is something that I want to do on a regular basis. I want to be at the BET Awards. I want to be at the Grammys. I want to be at the Oscars. I want to be on Entertainment Tonight or whatever it may be, right? I want to be doing these things. Yeah. But if I can't hear what I'm doing, if I can't hear what can be improved, if I can't yeah. hear it, yo, that was a pretty average interview. I'm like, tighten mm-hmm. up. You should have done this. You should have done this, right? If mm-hmm. I can't self respect and self-analyze, yeah,
2: what? Receive correction, like receive correction. And that's why we're yeah. seeing such a large outrage in some places is because when we're talking about the Black excellence side, she is correcting some people. That is a correction. Mm-hmm. We don't know how to receive correction because we title it as abuse. And we say, you know, that life hasn't been fair in a lot of spaces and it hasn't. But I think she's challenging people to say, but why do you think that's good enough? Why do you think that that's okay?
1: Because Black excellence is not, ooh, Black excellence is not bow ties, right? No. uh, Black excellence is not tuxedos and gowns and galas. It's not. Mm -hmm. Let's say two years from now, Combos for Culture is a top 10 podcast, right? In the Mm -hmm. culture and society um, category that we're in. That's black excellence. That's black excellence. If I'm sitting down interviewing the Kiki Palmers, if I'm interviewing Tank, if I'm interviewing Viola Davis, that's black excellence. You will probably Mm -hmm. never see me or rarely see me (laughs) with a black or white tuxedo and a bow tie, right? Right, yeah. But it's still Black excellence. Why? Because I said, I don't like where I'm at on mm-hmm. Friday, because that's when y'all are listening to this. March 5th, Cinco de Mayo. Hey. I hope you <laughs> who's celebrating Cinco de Mayo today, put as much effort into June Juneteenth next month. I'm just going to say that because you <laughs> Negroes make me sick. But anyways, on uh, <laughs> Friday.
2: Maybe going Friday, up Mayfus. with state margaritas.
1: <laughs> Friday, May 5th, right? Friday, May 5th, 2023. How I feel right now is this podcast is very average. It's typical. It's not bad. Now, for for where we're at, right, it's good. Mm -hmm. For where we're at, it's good. But where I know we can be and where we should be and where we will be, I know that there are certain things that I have to continue to do. There's work that I have to put in, right? There's a level of intensity that I have to come with to get to where I wanna be. That right there is black excellence. What black excellence is not, Mm -hmm. oh, well, you know, we got got our faithful listeners and I appreciate the faithful Mm -hmm. listeners, right? We got the people who engage every single week. So, hey, I'm just gonna continue to just show up and do enough. That's not black excellence.
2: Yeah. I think you sound like a visionary because you are one. And I want to highlight that to the listeners because a lot of people don't have this level of conversation in their life either of friends that challenge them or like other great thinkers or people that are trying to excel within themselves. I think that's a huge Mm -hmm. part of the conversation because if you don't surround yourself with other visionaries or pioneers, then they will make it okay. And I think that is a level that Ebony could have brought to the table about this, is that what Mm -hmm. will be the conversation between her and a bus driver, if that's all that he was trying to do. Um, And that is a reality that when you hear a visionary talk and you don't have anything to contribute to the conversation, that can feel painstaking to the visionary because Mm -hmm. it's like... Why don't you get that this isn't enough? Why don't you feel me on that I have to do more and I need to be in a different place because I can see where this should be in five years and it's not I'm not on track for where I think it should be in five years. That's a different place in life.
1: Mm. This is good. This is good. Um yeah. So you would date a bus driver
2: though? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I have to say yes. I have to say yes.
1: Why did you I pause? I would say
2: yes, just because I paused because it's location dependent for me as well. And I get into this all the time with you about regional things because I didn't realize till I was in different parts. Like, I would have dated a bus driver from North Carolina, but I would have dated a bus driver from New York or Los Angeles.
1: Would you date a bus driver from And I know that probably
2: sounds crazy to you. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs>
1: Them niggas is crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah. I'm, like, I'm thinking about like Metro in, in Chicago. And I'm like, they have no decorum. They have no decorum, so no. Yeah, it wouldn't be a vibe for me. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> so you would date a bus driver? Yeah. Yeah. See, I wouldn't da- I would date an Uber driver. Really? Yeah. Huh. DCTA these niggas who drive cta are mad yeah
2: i would date some of the drugs metro not cta not at I all i actually talked to well, somebody CTA as well.
1: i actually talked to somebody who drove cta and he was crazy as hell how'd that go he was crazy as hell but that was <laughs> that just might be because he was crazy as hell so
2: um, <laughs> yeah, but it's a different it's a different thing in Chicago taking that public transportation with them because they don't yeah, care. They they. Do I not. give them
1: grace. They do not. I care. too because drive uh, passengers are in, it's a lot. Um, yeah, commute, so it, it, just it, dealing with me dealing with the people. People never yeah. want to pay. People yeah. want to piss on the bus People want to be drunk My dad's been
2: spit on. Like a lady yeah. spit on him for not letting yes. him on, letting her on. Like it's, that was wild. Yes. Like,
1: <laughs> So I give them grace because it's, um, It's yeah. rough,
2: you gotta be about people in that position. So that's what I'm saying. Like if you're if you're a happy bus driver, like I've always said, if it was a bus driver that was happy about serving the people and loved his job the way he did. Yes, I would date that kind of man. I also think that it is one of the jobs that I do see people be a little bit more disciplined in. Um, And that's just because I'm around a lot of bus drivers. So I know, right? And I know Mm -hmm. what you could possibly do with it. I grew up in a very uh, good situation, upper middle class in California. And so I don't think of it as like, you know, he's not going to make enough either. I I also feel like I don't want to depend on just one person to provide everything. That's That's not a requirement for me. And I know that that's not for all women. Some women want to be taken completely care of. I do not. It's never been a goal for me, so that's why I would I would date a bus driver, and I would still have all the things that I have and love, and aspire to because I can get them.
1: It's not a big deal. So I think for me, it's less about the position Mm -hmm. and more about the mindset, and that's with any job. Mm
0: -hmm. You feel me?
1: If we're talking, like, even if when it comes to like where you live, okay, you don't like where you live, Mm -hmm. right? what are you going to do mm-hmm. what's the plan mm-hmm. what's the plan or are you just going to be content with it what's the plan to move mm-hmm. on from where you're at whatever that looks mm-hmm. like so the same for me with job, like you mm-hmm. know like and it's hard out here i understand that i acknowledge that right it's hard out here so like if you work at i don't know about that but if you <laughs> <laughs> if you but yeah if you're like <laughs> i'm gonna say if you what is at, your no. one what is your one if you work at like, if you one work- is
2: walmart if you work at walmart i can't do it
1: oh that's because you don't like the walton family
2: yeah no and I, I but i don't like the way that their whole system works so i'm like even if you love working there i can't do it with you because they they suck in general walmart's across the nation suck like customer service is trash so how are you gonna love me well I don't, I
1: don't know. Yeah. I just I have an offensive Okay, I, I can't. So, ooh. <laughs> no, I, I would date a fast food worker, but at the same time, I would be like, what else do you want to do, bro? <laughs> you feel mm-hmm. me? Like,
2: because, okay, what's that show, the boss one, where they're like, undercover boss? There's people that working in fast food for like, 20 years and the boss comes and they're like did you not want to do anything else in this company you, you've you been working saying. the line to cook the chicken for this long and we're going to send you to the schooling we're going to take you there like- and that's what I'm
1: saying because they give you there's in places like that so like boom there we go so I'm not against somebody I'm not against somebody who works at Burger King right or McDonald's right however I would prefer you to be like a manager a, right. if not even at the least Please be a sex manager you feel me yes 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 because even at
2: amusement parks this applies to the amusement parks too they're career disneyland people they're career six flags people right yeah but like you can go to school for that and you could be a attraction operator or you can be a hospitality manager like even in hotels upward right mobility. you don't have to just work yes come on now we hit it now we get it, we get it.
1: yes upward mobility so yeah i don't I'm not opposed to somebody who works for McDonald's, but be a district manager, be a restaurant manager. Like I said, at the least, be a chef manager, right? I don't mm-hmm. want to be like, we talking first day. I'm like, yo, what do you do? Oh, I work at McDonald's. Okay, I work at McDonald's. <laughs> I guess I'm paying tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm just joking, y'all. I'm just joking. <laughs> and then I'm like, what do you do? And was like, oh, you know, I'm just a line worker. Okay, cool. Uh, how long have you been there? what's going on oh yeah i've been there eight years okay that's a no for me it's an immediate no for me so
2: like what else do you i would literally is i'd probably be rooted af i'd be like so what else do you do like you do something on the side like are you you building something like that would be my next question
1: (laughs) now if you're an entrepreneur i and me being an entrepreneur i understand sometimes you got to go get a job that you really don't care for like yes I'll mm-hmm. tell you, I don't care for where I'm working now at the studio, right? But I got to the point yeah. where I said, full-time entrepreneurship is not paying my bills right now. So I have to go supplement my income. Yeah. So if that's what you did, I'm all for you. Mm-hmm. Let's look at this business plan. Let's see how we can freaking scale. Let's see how we can put our minds together, right? But right. if you're
2: just- How the job can help the business, right? Yes. So. I think it, it all of this conversation boils down to mindset because I'm even thinking about like she's talking about video games. I would date a video game YouTuber that is making thousands and mil- even millions of dollars streaming, like with, yeah. with another plan of how to build. Right. So all of this mm-hmm. is like we can judge and we can say, oh, the nigga sit on his couch and play video games. Well, if that stream is bringing in these coins and he has but is he doing that and he- you know, yeah, but if you're doing that. So that's the question that comes into it, which each situation is, it's very situational, but mm-hmm. we do get to have our preferences. And that's where I'll say, like, when me and Michael originally going back and forth about it, I was just like, this is a horrible preference. Like, no, <laughs> but I, I I can see and I can yield and say I was wrong in that portion of the conversation because the more that we talk about it, the more I realize, like, dang, yeah. I would not want someone that was just saying, like, oh, I just go to work and come home and- Yeah, my video games and like that's it. And you want to go to RPMC food? Why would you want to go there? We can just hit up Harold's, like.
1: (laughs) And I love Harold's. No, no. Mm -hmm. And then I think age also factors into it. She's thirty-nine years old. Right.
2: Because what I'm looking for at twenty-five is different than what I'm looking for at thirty-seven as a grown woman. Yes, and and knows what she wants.
1: And what she means. Because you you've already tried out the people or the things or the situations that you don't mm-hmm. want to go back down that road again. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. she's had her big fun, problem.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <have> big fun? <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. Her... You had big fun? Yeah, she probably had her
2: big fun.
1: She probably had her big fun. So I think age goes into it as well. So it's like so many. Yeah. I feel like everybody involved in this conversation had the conversation that they wanted to have without listening yeah. to. Even this conversation mm-hmm. that we're having now is way, 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 way more fruitful than mm-hmm. the first conversation that we had on the phone. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: because
1: there's the a level of
2: sober-mindedness
1: here. <laughs> the first conversation, all you had listened to was the 90 second clip. Yeah. i followed and then you didn't really know who she was where
2: i i I recognized her but i didn't know her know her so i was like what what are you saying this like
1: while i have followed her work for a good five years so i know what her politic Mm -hmm. is so i'm like no that's not that's not it that's not it Mm -hmm. then however i watched more than i watched that second clip where she was like i said what i said that's why you come home with yeah. season D's. <laughs> yeah. I thought sure that was funny as hell. Because her delivery <laughs> is kind of like mine. Her delivery is kind of like mine. You feel me? Yes. I agree. Yes. Very yeah. apostolic in nature. Very, yes. you're going to get it how you get it. <laughs> and <what> it. you it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you you going to get this straight shot, yeah. no chaser, right? So I get it. Mm-hmm. But when I watched that second clip, I was like, ooh. Yikes. Mm -hmm. I get why Mm -hmm. people are (laughs) a little annoyed. Like I get it. Yeah. I get it. Because then it became then it kind of did seem like she was punching down on people who were higher (laughs) educated because she made the comments about the C's and the D's.
2: Yes, yes. Which I will say on record, I was an F student, (laughs) to be honest. Um, I did not do well in school. And me neither. I literally. Did you push yourself I literally on? wasn't a, yeah, I actually, no, I actually did. I'm, I'm okay. not well in traditional schooling. And so that's why I didn't think that I could do certain things. Like I, I excelled in the classes that I understood, but like, uh-huh. besides that I got tutors, like I had all this stuff, but they also passed me through because I was um, on in softball team and in theater in California theater. is not just like a little play. It's a whole production. So it wasn't until I got to learning sciences and cosmetology that I realized that was stupid because I thought Mm -hmm. that this grade meant that I didn't know anything. So that's why I'm a huge advocate for creatives because traditional public school environment is not always going to tell you um, or allow you to have your learning style. Like I'm a visual and kinesthetic learner. That means I have to do things with my hands to actually learn it. So the way that they teach, I can't always receive it. And I have to go out of my way. To be able to get an A. I can now. I learned how to do it when I was 30. I went back to school after I was 30. But that's a journey of evaluating yourself and saying like, I can become better because I could have just stopped at the certificates that I got.
1: You did what? You you said that you could what?
2: Evaluate yourself.
1: <laughs> uh-huh.
2: Yeah. And then- I think a re- reflection and then go and do better to adapt like into who you're supposed to be or that I could change my way of learning. Like, I didn't depend on them to teach it to me differently. I changed myself to receive it. Right. And I think that's so what you, a lot of people in community don't want to hear.
1: So you wanted to say where I'm currently at is not mm-hmm. good enough. So yeah. I want to go to the next level.
2: Yeah, because I was doing kitchen hair and color. Like I was doing these vivid colors at home and I wanted to learn the, the correct way to do it. And I wanted to be in a salon, and I wanted to be in the top salons in the nation. So, and I wanted to have my own salon studio. And those are all things that I wanted to do. Because
1: you didn't want to be mediocre. <laughs> no. You didn't want to be average.
2: Okay Here, like, no, I didn't want to be average. I don't want to be like, average like, anything.
1: On. She, she, she did this, but I want to do it for us because I can't find that okay. clip right now. But she, mm-hmm. she, because mm-hmm. we don't define words anymore either, y'all. We don't. Yeah. We, we
2: don't.
1: We, we we don't define words anymore. Um and I feel like people are gonna turn on me this week. I feel like this A little is my bit, probably. Heel, I feel like for this is fun. my heel turn, right?
2: <laughs>
1: this week is my heel turn.
2: Usually I'm the one saying something, but it's you this week for sure. This,
1: this week is the week that uh, I go from um From Some of y'all will get this analogy, but this is the week that I go from red and yellow Hulk Hogan to black and white Hulk Hogan. Brother, well, let me tell you something about the NWO, brother. (laughs) All the Hulkamaniacs were sad when I got with my bros, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. The the bad guys, Scott Hall and big sexy (laughs) Kevin Nash, brother. And we formed the NWO, brother. You know, I used to love Hulk Hogan back in the day. Really? I
2: was a Randy
1: Savage kid. Yeah. I didn't like Hulk Hogan when he was like, you know, oh, (laughs) Hulk maniacs. Drink your milk Mm -hmm. and eat your vitamins. But when he became Hollywood Hulk Hogan with the the outsiders, with him and Scott Hall, hey, yo. Which I used to think Scott Hall was like, really. I was like, wait, (laughs) he was like Cuban. (laughs) Puerto Rican yeah. Latino. and Now he's white. What the fuck? <laughs> what happened? But, <laughs> but no, that MW, Like that whole Hogan, I love. And then I found out that yeah. he was a, a racist, and now I can't stand the guy. But I feel like this right. week is my heel turn because it is what yes, it is. So mediocre, of <laughs> um, only moderate quality, moderate, middle of the road, mm. like I was talking about the other day. Right? I mean, not the other day. This <laughs> <just> earlier today. <laughs> Um, Not very good. Then they say a mediocre actor. Boom. Here we go. Denzel Washington, top tier. Top Mm -hmm. tier. Top tier. Michael B. Jordan without muscles, mediocre. Mediocre.
2: Yes. I agree, actually. I agree.
1: Viola Davis, top tier. Top tier. (laughs) Lauren London without her beauty oh, mediocre.
2: mediocre very average <laughs>
1: you get what I'm saying
2: yes they're not bad yes I get it they're
0: mm-hmm. just
1: mediocre all right yeah. other words that are similar <laughs> ordinary common Ooh. average let's look what average means
0: we talking good yes Oh, they
1: they're giving me like the the math oh, the Yeah. Okay. The average. At, here, as an adjective, an average person or a thing is typical or normal. The average is, okay, mm. yeah, typical. Cinnamon's usual, common, standard, mm-hmm. general. Mm-hmm. There is nothing yeah. wrong with those words. Words they're have you. not. Words have meaning. Yeah, Dylan Brooks is a mediocre basketball player, for sure. He talks like he's top tier, and LeBron James showed, and LeBron James and Anthony <laughs> Davis and the rest of the Lakers showed him what was up. Yeah, but Dylan at the, Lake end show. Of the day, <laughs> he was <laughs> writing a check that his ass couldn't catch and that's why the Memphis right. Grizzlies said. We will not be bringing back Dylan Brooks next year. Why? Mm -hmm. Because he's mediocre. Now, granted, he's in the NBA, so you have to be to a certain level to actually make it to the NBA. Right. right? But comparatively to everyone else in the NBA, boom, there we go. Before somebody's like, you're not in the NBA. How can you shut up? He's mediocre. And the thing is this. Had he been like a John Morant, they would have kept him. Because John Morant is top tier. You feel me? Right. But if you're doing all Mm -hmm. of that whooping, and then you can't back it up, yeah, we'll part ways Mm -hmm. with you because you're mediocre. And we can find somebody else just like you without Mm -hmm. having to pay them. And then also, we won't have Mm -hmm. to deal with all the other bull crap that comes with it.
2: Well, it's like, so there's star quality, right? There's some people that just have it. And then mm-hmm. have the talent. And then there's some people that have to work harder for it. And they don't have that star quality. They just, they have the skill, right? And they're supporting players. All these people are important to have in life. Everybody cannot be LeBron James. Yes, I'm a LeBron mm-hmm. fan. But like in Dylan's case, when you look at him, like his skill, he overcompensates for the way that he talks. And I think that mm-hmm. we do that a lot as people. Is like we overcompensate for ourselves to feel better or be like, oh, I'm not average, I'm above this. But your actual skill is a very average, middle of the road, normal. Remember normal? Normal is not bad. Because you don't know, be traumatized. Normal's not bad. It's routine, right? And that's a lot of what working class jobs are too. They are routine. They're routine based. Yes. You come in at this time, you clock in, you clock out, right? You do this thing for the company Checklist. and you leave. Checklist normal you know how to follow instructions good but do you ever innovate that that is someone that's exceptional do you know how to build do you know how to apply do you know how to endure and keep going that is something that is the exceptional excellence of a person that can be walked out
1: and you can be an exceptional you can be an exceptional person Mm -hmm. in a mediocre job yeah. Currently, because I know I'm exceptional, right? Yeah. I know I am. I know I am I have a brilliant mind. I know all of these. I'm an innovator. Uh, I'm a creative, right? I have and you're a caring ideas. person with integrity. All of that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. However, right now I have a mediocre ass job. Mm-hmm. And what am I doing? I'm finding ways to not necessarily right away, but by the end of the year, have my situation looking different than it currently looks that's the yeah. difference i don't get offended if somebody said oh that's a mediocre job you're right it is <laughs> it is it doesn't require much mm-hmm. but when i'm off of work so when i got off of work and commuted my commute ugh, i'll tell that story another time y'all but the commute took forever when i got home last night it was late as so, hell but guess what i did I watched two 40 minute, well, a 40 minute interview, right? And did research for this podcast today. That's going above mm-hmm. and beyond. I could have came home, yeah. laid in bed, and watched Bridgerton, the new Bridgerton series, and watched that, that all freaking oh. night. Queen Charlotte or whatever Charlotte. Queen yeah. Charlotte. I, I didn't even know it was out. That. Yeah, I could have done that. Right? Like a lot of y'all do. Yup. Binging whole entire TV series in a night, you should be ashamed of yourself. But can't pay, but can't pay your bills. Oh, I have a problem with that. Like, there's been times where I've been watching something. And I'm like, what the hell am I doing? Let me get up. Let me make some money. I need to make some money. Like, cause you can't yeah. complain about your situation. I don't like where I live. I don't like my car. I don't like this. I don't like that. And then you're sitting and binging tv all night mm-hmm. and if you're going to binge tv then you better have so if you want to sit there and binge the entire season of bel-air right where's your bel-air recap on youtube yeah your weekly recap where's your bel-air podcast right where every single week you're breaking down the episode and all of that right where you can build something if you're a wrestling mm-hmm. fan and you're watching 10 hours of wrestling content a week, why aren't you doing watch-alongs on Twitch? Why aren't you doing watch-alongs on YouTube? Mm-hmm. Why? Why aren't you uh, doing a podcast? Why aren't you going to the conventions and doing interviews so you can monetize it? And then you're making merch. Like, what's, what, what? what's going on? Stop complaining about stuff if you're not willing to change it. And I feel like as a community, sometimes we complain, complain, complain. And those are all valid complaints. Because like I said two weeks ago, America has a problem. And America's biggest problem is old white men who make the laws and who have historically made the laws and who historically are in power. White men. If you're white listening Mm -hmm. to this, so sorry. But at the end of the day, eventually we have to do something to improve our situations, and there's something that each of you can do. Each of you listening right now under the sound of my voice, Mm minstrels playing the music.
0: Mm -hmm. Each of
1: you guys listening right now, (laughs) you can do something. You can do something. I don't. There's so many ways to make money out here. So many ways to make money out here, and you got to do it. I can tell you, I went hard last year i yeah, did. have not gone as hard this year because of many different reasons but one of the reasons is it's like damn this sucks nothing's happened mm-hmm. this isn't working that isn't working this isn't working that isn't working but if i just keep complaining 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 then guess what my situation is not going to change, and we're going to end after this. Give you all a little story. I was not going to do this podcast today because everything was going wrong. Blah 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 blah. Me and Lizzie got into a very heated, spirited conversation earlier, um, and she was like, "I." <laughs> hey. Hey. I was like, "Okay, I heard you, but still, was like, so yeah, we both, you know." We both shared how we felt, right? About Mm combos for the culture as a whole. Then we went our separate ways and I was like, okay, let me wind down. I had a little bit of my edible juice. Thank God, you know, to calm my anxiety down. Mm -hmm. Um, And I still was, this, she was like, oh, we can do it on Zoom, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Like, fuck this. I'm not doing it, right? And then I texted her back like 15 minutes because I was like, yo, I have to do the work. Even when, and that's something I always talk about, y'all, you have to do the work. Even when you don't feel like it, even when you're frustrated, even when you're like, I bet Tyler Perry, and I don't care for him, I take that, but when he was yeah. living in his car and nobody was coming to his shows, I bet you he didn't feel like doing the work. I felt, I bet you there was times where he was like, eh, F this dress. <laughs> you know? <laughs> After this dress. But he continued mm-hmm. to do the work. And now look at him. Mm-hmm. A lot of us, we don't get where we need to go because we don't want to do the things that we have to do. And there's no timetable for it, y'all. There's no. Yeah. And so many times I feel like our breakthrough is right before our breaking point, right? Yeah. No, our breakthrough is right, right after. after. Yeah. Our breakthrough Mm -hmm. is right after our breaking point, but we stopped Mm -hmm. because we're like, I I hate this. I'm done, right? If Michael Jordan had to quit basketball after uh, he was cut from his high school team, we would have never seen the greatest Mm -hmm. player in the NBA or the second greatest player. We have LeBron, Ramon, James. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But anyway, I said it all to say I wasn't going to do this podcast today. I was not going to do the podcast today because it was like (laughs) very Robot obstacle, mm. barrier, roadblock, obstacle. And I'm just like, F it. But then all the work that I did this week preparing, all the work that I did last night, all of this stuff, it would have been in vain. Yeah. Don't let you alls yeah. work go in vain, y'all. Don't let it, don't let yeah. it.
2: I also think it's, a, it's a something that as content creators, we often do as a disservice to our communities when we don't talk about these things. Like Mm. there's so many things that happen in people's lives. Like you don't get to see the journey to what it is. Like if you're watching the clips, I'm sitting here in a bathing suit because I got to another country and my luggage wasn't here. Also, they had different regulations about COVID. So I had to pay $60 for a COVID test. Also, all of my hair and makeup, if you see me online, I always have those things on. Guess what? They were in the suitcase. And so I went to like this little salon in Kenya to get my hair done. I was like, okay, just give me a ponytail. They're like, oh, we'll braid it. Like you've never seen me with braids in years and years, never.
1: And years on the internet, right? I was <laughs> like, damn, Lizzie went to Africa and, uh... <laughs> okay. No, I
2: was thinking, I literally was thinking about the podcast and that's why I was so passionate about it at the point that we got there. Because the first thing when the luggage wasn't there, I said to my assistant, Ellie, I was like, actually, I was like, oh shit, I'm supposed to record the podcast tonight and I have to look nice. Like I actually have to look like good. I do my makeup for the podcast. I do my hair. I pick my outfit. Like I don't just show up to this and say, oh, well, that's my best friend Micah over there. And I'm just like talking with him. No, like I have a standard of which I show up to podcasts. So then when we found out that we couldn't find any clothes and there was only bathing suits available, I was like, well, I'm gonna find some bathing suit that looks like a top and I'm gonna wear it and you know, we're, we'll figure it out. And I think that a lot of you stop because there are roadblocks, hindrances, frustrations, and it doesn't feel good and, and it's horrible. I know it myself, like I am at my, this place in my life where I'm like, is it ever going to get better? But then I Mm. constantly hear that song, like, it won't always be like this.
0: Mm. The Lord
2: is perfecting you. Sooner or later, it'll turn in your favor. It's going to come through for you. And I have to think, my that at my lowest moment, and even Mm. that... Some of these things don't make sense like that, like as it's actually working. But when you think of like, even how pineapples grow, that's my favorite fruit. It takes a while for that pineapple to grow and mature. And you can't track that on a day-to-day basis. And it doesn't feel good while you're waiting for it. But it's so sweet when it's ripe. And I think today, this podcast speaks to the heart and the mind of visionaries and pioneers that have been in hiding. And some of you guys actually need to say, I need to do better. And hmm. how do I do better? And how do I have friends that are going to challenge me and push me? And how do I get myself into the circles where it matters what I do with my life? It matters. I don't just get to give up because Micah's there. Micah just doesn't get to give up because I'm here. So you guys Listen, should like. I was going to get shit today. <laughs> I
1: did not been for Lizzie. Honestly, y'all. For those of you who see the clips, Lizzie just wanted to show off her. Uh, t- <laughs> she just wanted to show off her. T- t-
2: well, we were going to so we talk about another subject too, and it was going to be inflammatory to that as well, because I'm mm-hmm. a woman and I don't care what these states be saying. I can I can be a woman and I love Jesus. The
1: Same time. Listen, they're going <laughs> they're going to and Car you this week, and they're going to be like you was out here holiness is still right yeah holiness
2: is still right in Mubasa I am sitting on a beach and sun's out fun's out leave me alone (laughs) (laughs) some of y'all have people that cheat on you because you don't know how to feel your most beautiful self how about
1: my gosh today how about that (laughs) well Lizzie where can the people find you this is um not what we were gonna like we were gonna talk about this but it you know it took a different route today but uh where can the people find you?
2: traveling while mixed I want you guys to follow me there it is a good time on YouTube and TikTok um and I'm just talking about my experiences in these different countries and trying to navigate life um while operating by faith, walking this out and living in different spaces
1: I love it you guys can find me at it's Micah B on Instagram Twitter Snapchat Facebook Um, and I, and TikTok, but I have a new TikTok y'all. Um, and it is called Micah B like it's Micah B it's called Micah B fit and all of my fitness stuff, my meals. Yes. I just posted, I haven't posted over there yet, but like my meals, my workouts, all of that, my sexy, my sexy time pics, all of that is going to be over there on TikTok. (laughs) So make sure that you go check out Micah B fit. You get what I'm saying? Um, so mm-hmm. that's going to be a thing, and y'all can go on this fitness journey, because I know that y'all like to see all of that, but I want to kind of separate everything, so that's over there on TikTok now, all right, make sure that you, um, govern yourselves accordingly, I like, um, this is a little admin before I close out, I like the, <laughs> I don't care, we get explicit here, right, so yeah, I really like, I like the compliments and all of that, but have some mm-hmm. decorum, please, <laughs> I have some decorum. I posted. I have some decorum. Bowl, yeah, I posted a bowl of fruit on um, uh-huh. Snapchat the other day, right? Uh-huh. Pineapples, strawberries, grapes. All right, there we go. I posted a bowl of fruit yesterday, uh, the other day on Snapchat. Pineapples, strawberries, cantaloupe, grapes, right? Um, Watermelon mm-hmm. was in there. Wonderful. It was so good. And somebody said, Oh, I bet your nut tastes good. Excuse me? That's wild. Have some decorum. And then people are like, oh, well, if you put... Like, because one, like, so like, this is the other thing, right? Certain parts of my body, body, regardless of the angle. Like, Portia told y'all a story last year about she took a video on her birthday. Remember? Yes, I remember the video. And we couldn't post it because situations were situated, yeah. right? And I can't help yeah. certain situations. So, like, people would be like, just because, like, now there's certain stuff that I will do that is purposeful. But you'll know <laughs> yes. when it's on purpose. You'll notice when it's mm-hmm. on purpose, right?
2: But well, when did something being big become vulgar? Because that's the problem people have with my boobs, too. So it's like, right. oh, because it's big and you can see it, like, it's a problem? I don't
1: understand. Well, but not but they feel like that means that they can say things like oh let me xy and z your xy Oh I know
2: cuz men do this all the time like I would love to do this like excuse me
1: <laughs> So me like my thing you. is like if i post if, if they're like oh if i post like to the side they're like oh you're trying to show your butt if i post to the front you're trying to show your 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 penis your dick <laughs> Yeah If yeah. i post like what I posted yeah. a bowl of fruits. And a bowl they said of that.
2: And you were thinking, they, you were thinking about catching it and swallowing it and what it would taste like. You need help. You're unwell. <laughs> <laughs> you are unwell to say that out loud
1: to someone. So, I, listen, I appreciate the love. Oh, you look good. Damn, your body is living right. Nice legs. Somebody was like, oh, because I had posted this video of <laughs> me doing these squats. Form is perfect. My form is perfect. And yeah. then it was like they said, okay, I see you cheeks. I was like, okay, whatever, right? It was a vo, it was a vulgar. How some yeah. damn decorum, y'all. <laughs> Have some decorum.
0: <laughs>
1: y'all need help. And then y'all will ignore. It everything else, <laughs> everything else, right. like <laughs> everything else. anything a like
2: good conversation, they're like, no, I just want you, I just want your body, <laughs>
1: pretty much, but at the end of the day, I'm going to keep posting, because I'm putting the work in, yes, I refuse to be mediocre in the gym, <laughs> I refuse my body <laughs> to be mediocre, yeah. my chest is beginning to chest, like, my arms are getting like I can see the results. My face is full and filling out, out all of that. So y'all are gonna see, mm-hmm. keep getting this con- this good, 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 good content, right? This good, clean content. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, if y'all don't learn some decorum, for those of you who this applies to, I'm gonna block you.
2: Amen block is necessary yeah like because I, I there's somebody that listens to the podcast too and he was like back in my dm and you said before he had like a, a fresh baby the first time he did it you know and like several women right and i was just like why are you here like even if you listen to the podcast i will block you if you have a woman leave me alone like gross ew, ew, ew. we don't like that we don't like that
1: Mm-mm. Mm-mm. is it who i'm thinking it is <laughs> Probably. Oh we'll talk no, offline. Think... You've yeah. been listening to Tables <laughs> for the Culture. We will see you next week. All right. <laughs>